Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. What tech faux pas have you committed? We would like to hear from you, dear listener of the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. Have you gotten your My Talk 1071 project down in dirty construction tickets yet? Uh, excuse me? No? What? What are you waiting for? Do it. Head to MyTalk1071.com immediate to Mente. I'm Bradley Trainer. That's Colleen Lindstrom. Hi. Who's asking you the question, what tech faux pas have you permitted, Colleen? 651-641-1071. We would like to hear from you because I know we've all been very tech. Um, if you weren't already a tech, uh, a tech reliant human, uh, the pandemic has made you reliant on your technology. And, um, in that, sometimes you screw up. We just do it. And sometimes it's embarrassing and sometimes it's not. And sometimes it's just like, whoops. And I had a whoopsie doodle last night. Okay, tell us. That made me think about this. I was like, ooh, because I bet that other people have done things far more embarrassing than what I did. What I did was not really even all that embarrassing, but it is relatable because you've done this before. We got an email from our boss that was sent to the whole group of us, all of your favorite on-air talent at MyTalk1071. And it asked us a question, and then it said, please reply just to me to answer this question. And I'm the idiot who hit reply all and replied to all. Now, granted, you shouldn't use all them F bombs either. Well, (laughs) thank goodness I didn't. I mean, that's the other thing is like, sometimes am I right? We have a, an irreverent way of speaking to our superior. Yeah. Um, and thankfully I didn't employ any of that all the time, all the time, which I mean, the feeling is mutual, right? Like the the favor is returned. <laughs> yeah. The, the, yes. Trust us. I'm not saying it's okay. I'm just saying it is what it is. <laughs> it's what but, it is. But I didn't do it. I didn't do anything. I just, you know, I just answered like very matter of factly and it was fine. But it, you know this person who has a tendency. There's There's two different people in the world. There's the person who always replies all, even if they've been asked not to. And then there's the person who replies all means to just reply to one person and says something a little bit maybe not for the public audience oh, of course. and i had that moment like after i hit send i was like wait a minute did that go to everybody and i was embarrassed but thank goodness i didn't embarrass myself too much Six five one six four one one zero seven one. what has been your tech faux pas uh recently Faux pas. We do have a caller. Yeah, we do. Faux We've got Mary on the faux line. Faux pas. Uh, Mary's on the line. What was your tech faux pas, Mary? Oh, my word. Okay, Colleen, that is nothing. Okay. Mm. Mine is two things, epic fail and career-limiting move. Uh-oh. So I covered Ooh. for, yep, uh, short and sweet, I covered for a gal on a two-week vacation. So I tracked everything for, you know, of, okay, here's where your project's at when you get back. And the first line, and it's all in Excel, First line was, so-and-so is still a complete and utter moron that knows nothing. 
Uh-oh. So I get an email from my boss that says, hey, send me that spreadsheet for, it was a different spreadsheet. I attached the one with the first line saying, this woman, my boss, was a moron. Oh, God. And she's oh, like, dear. well, I'm glad to know I'm a moron, but that's not the spreadsheet I was looking for. <gasps> oh, God, oh, Mary. Is that why you left Minnesota? <laughs> Um, no, but you know, I left. I did leave the company before I left Minnesota. It was like, oh. whoops, a doozle. So, so oh, yep, I ended honey, up in HR. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, and that, but but I I bet you, Mary, you like sat in that HR office, like, yeah, I belong here. I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. I was there once a month oh. or something. Okay, well, that sounds like we got to talk about Mary's. <laughs> That's a different story. Corporate. Oh, Mary. Okay. Thank, Thank you, Mary. You, Mary. Oh, that is just horrifying. That would be terrifying. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. Do you have any tech for pause, Holly? Have you ever pressed reply all or some such thing? Not at work, but I have sent texts that are meant for different people. Oh yeah, and they're not oh, yeah. shady, but it's like, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to send you that heart emoji. <laughs> that was for somebody else. Have we ever talked about the fact that my husband's boss is also named Colleen? Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. he has had to change her name in his phone because it used to just be under Colleen. Colleen and yeah, so he would type dangerous. up. Yeah. And then he would say something like, what do you want for dinner tonight to his boss? Like, oh, that's not awkward. <laughs> yeah. But at least so in that awkward. case, like she understands like, oh, this is possible. Mm-hmm. Right. Where. Right. The only thing I could think of is I once responded. We had this. We um, I won't bore you with the details other than to say we would look for um, (laughs) we would look at homes in Florida Mm -hmm. um, properties and uh, like do home tours and things when we're down there because my mom lives down there. Jamie and I. Uh, And one time we were down there and a guy uh, that was showing us around like he was we would just call him the hot realtor because he was hot. (laughs) <laughs> and, um, you know, they always get your information. They're like, can you please leave your information about like what you're interested in? And it's like, whatever, fine, here you go. And then like a couple months later, he followed up like, hey, I got some properties for you. You got any interest? Sent a text. <laughs> and I meant to reply to Jamie like, hey, the hot realtor just texted us. <laughs> I ha forgot ha. about this. But I replied to him. <laughs> <laughs> did he ever reply back so he's well i and then i immediately said and i don't think i called him the hot realtor it was like borderline whether it was like the it was clear i had sent the wrong text to him oh god but i immediately just responded like lol that was meant for jamie haha and he oh was like gosh. lol and i'm sure he you know was equally cringy as oh i was gosh. on the other end of the phone so, oh my gosh. Yeah, just be real careful who you're texting. That's usually where I get caught up is I will open the wrong, you know, because maybe I'm texting back and forth with someone mm-hmm. and unbeknownst to me, somebody has snuck in to my most recent text right. position. And then when I go to respond, I'm hitting the wrong text. Yeah. Right. So you got to be real the other, careful. The other thing I do that's a texting faux pas is when uh, I don't realize that autocorrect has gotten me. Oh, sure. And the classic one at our house was that when my oldest son played baseball in Cooperstown, one of the things that they do in Cooperstown is they trade pins um, with the other kids who are playing there. They they get a pin, like they have a pin for their team, and then they go around trading pins. And my son was really nervous about pin trading. 
because he doesn't always like to meet strangers. And so I was texting my mother to let her know that Ollie was having so much fun um, pin trading. Mm -hmm. But, and he's really actually good at, he's a really good pin trader is what I was trying to say. Mm -hmm. And it auto-corrected to (laughs) penetrator. Oh, God. Awkward. Uh, It was terrible. uh, And then I said, My son is a really good penetrator. (laughs) What? Which I'm sending to his grandmother. Yeah. Well, you can be like, that's a baseball term. You don't understand, honey. It's fine. I was. It's really good with balls. Oh. (laughs) It was so terrible. It was so embarrassing. And I sent it because I didn't realize that I'd gotten. Got by the autocorrect. Thank you. Uh, delightful. So um, somebody I know who is a... <laughs> said I'm, I'm not going to make jokes at this moment because I care too much about our next guest. His name is Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's Trip to the Movies. And I want to respect him up and down the streets today because, of course, he is going to tell us what he thought of the movie Dune and others that are in theaters this weekend when we return right here on My Talk 107.1. Will he or won't he... Like Dune, that is. We'll find out that and a lot more here on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live and doing everything entertainment at MyTalk1071.com. I'm Bradley Trainer. That's Colleen Lindstrom. Hi. And here with all the latest on the movies you need to see this weekend, our good friend Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's Trip to the Movies. Hello, Paul. Hello. It's great to be here. Dune is finally here, Bradley. <sighs> I don't even He's know what to say. He's been waiting and then they moved it, and he was still waiting, and then they moved it again, and then he was waiting still, and thank goodness it's finally here, so, so tell let's, us everything. Yeah, let's Dune the Dune. Dune the Dune. I will say that Dune, I think, is one of my favorite movies of the year. <sighs> Ooh. Um, if people don't know the premise of Dune, let's kind of start there briefly. There's this planet called Arrakis, also known as Dune, and w- there it's known as there's this hot commodity called the spice. Everyone wants to get their hands on the spice because it it allows intergalactic space travel. So, but people now want to control the planet of Arrakis, and there's this young hero named Paul Atreides who really will be able to save the day and help the people that currently live on Arrakis. That's the most. And he basic who controls can, the spice controls the universe. Yes, so let's basically. Be clear. Yes. So people want the spice. People want Arrakis, and it's up to Paul to kind of be the savior of the day of the the, the Fremen people that live on Arrakis. This is from director Denis Villeneuve. So if you saw Arrival, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, he is a masterful director, and he makes this movie this epic, breathtaking cinematic experience in a way that you don't get from a lot of movies anymore. A lot of people, and I agree with them, are really comparing it to The Lord of the Rings in terms Mm -hmm. of its scale and its scope, and it feels real. It feels like these are actual sets and locations that they filmed in versus like, here's a CGI green screen, and we're going to do everything in front of that, like a Marvel movie would do. You know, I will say, when you watch the promos for Dune, you get that, like, it is so beautiful. It is gorgeous. And that, you know, it it appears as though they're not just showing the best parts. No. I mean, what you're saying is true. Yeah. You are glued. I was glued to the screen from the very first frame and it never lets up. And what Denis and his cinematographer do is it really makes you engage because you're always like kind of peering through the frame. Like there's things in the background, there's things on the side. You're like, what is happening over there? What is happening over there? And all of the costumes feel tangible and real. And there's a purpose to them. And then Hans Zimmer's score is 
in a piece of art on its own and is continually driving the whole movie. I was listening to some of the soundtrack because uh, you can listen to the soundtrack online. I was mm-hmm. streaming it and um, I, you know, I was not surprised that it was actually just epic in the way oh. that it sounds, which, you know, I mean, it's sometimes they can be disjointed, but, you mm-hmm. know, it, it makes me happy that, you know, such a magnificent score is going to. Uh, go along with this film. Now, one of the questions I had, and I've seen some people comment on this, is they can world build, which for science fiction fans is important, right? Like, I want to see that this is the world that I had in my mind when I read the book, um, that it's detailed, it feels real, and you're saying all of those things. I believe so. But storytelling in a movie is a far different thing than in a novel, which we all love. Are they able to, or have they carried over the story such that you think it'll uh, um, keep people's attention. I sure hope so. I mean, there is a lot going on with this movie, so you do have to pay attention. It's constantly in motion with the story. Like, there's never really a down moment. And you will see when the movie starts that this is a part one. They're not really advertising it as a part one, but it is. Because there's a lot of story going on. I will say that because of all of the setup, all of the world building, all of the visuals, that you may not feel this deep emotional connection right away. I think that you will maybe get that in part two. Mm-hmm. I think how part one ends is really setting up where the heart of the, and the soul of the story is going to go. How many uh, tickets? Four and a half out of five tickets. Oh, Great cast: Timothy Chalamet, Zendaya, Rebecca Ferguson, Stellan Skarsgård is the is the, so good as the Baron Harkonnen, who's the big villain of this. I got to talk to Rebecca Ferguson, Stellan Skarsgård, and Denis Villeneuve. So you can see those interviews on my YouTube channel. I, and I just love that live. you're bringing Denis Villeneuve. <laughs> I like I'm over here going Dennis Villeneuve. <laughs> so you actually got to talk uh, yeah. to Denis, and he's. He is a he has a way with words. He the I asked my first question. He said that's a really great question. Um, because Ooh, don't you love to hear oh that? Oh God, it made me feel so good. Um, because he's a big he loves the book. He's been reading the book since he was a child, mm-hmm. and and he's a passionate fan of it. So you feel like it's in good hands, and it really, really is. Okay, that makes me happy. Colleen, I Okay, Bradley, I think the million-dollar question is, when are you going to see it? Not until next week. We have family in town this weekend, so... I've already chastised him for the delay. Trust, I was like, (laughs) when when Jamie was like, yeah, let's see it that weekend, I was like, okay. (laughs) But we do have family in town. I'm not going to be like... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. See you guys later. <laughs> Coming to the 11 a.m. So, um, so I will take a deep breath. I mean, I, I saw, you know, I got to see Bond last weekend. Yeah. So I'm good. I'll be good. I I didn't see any movies for like two years. What I will say is make sure... You can do the patience thing. (laughs) 
<laughs> uh, if you feel comfortable, go to a theater and see this because you really want to see it on an IMAX. You want it with the the sound system. It is streaming on HBO Max. If that is your preferred way of watching it, I will not, you know, blame you if that is the case. But if you but can go, out on the you scope. are missing out on the scope of what. The, I mean, yeah. this is why you go to the movies. This is why the movies matter so much. And then the more money it makes, we will then get our part two. All right. What else? I know you have another option for something that is in theaters right now. It's yeah. called Mass. It's a new movie called Mass. It's at the AMC Southdale. And it's this really intimate four-person drama. It's about two sets of parents who come together after a couple of years to uh, look for closure, look for answers, look for forgiveness after both parents are involved in this unthinkable tragedy involving their children. Mm. I'm sure okay, you can so maybe that guess what sound- it is. Does not sound like an uplifting movie. You know, it's not uplifting in what the story is, but one that is so important because this story is something that happens far too often in our real day society. And Mm. what is so good about the movie is that you're listening to four people talk and try to understand each other and not Mm. have blame, not point fingers, how to how to do that, you know, not be judgmental and I walked away with learning new things, thinking about things differently. I will say, you know, in this, in real life, we think, okay, four and a half out of our subs. <laughs> Thank you. Go see Mass. <laughs> Thank you. Beautiful performances. I got to talk to those three of the four actors. Again, Ann Dowd, phenomenal from The Handmaid's Tale. F- great interview. It's like he's been on the show a while. Paul McGuire, <laughs> yeah, he knows. from to the movies.com. Oh, Catch him on Twin Cities Live today at 3. 4.15. 4.15 you'll be on. And uh, we thank you for visiting with us first. We get the pre-show. Paul, of course, you can check out all his interviews online. When we come back, we've got crazy, stupid idiots, dumb people doing dumb things. Happy Friday. We made it to the end of another week here on the Colleen and Bradley Show. Of course, we've got a full day of programming ahead of you in case you missed any of your favorite shows that have occurred up to this point, including this one. Uh, But there's Lori and Julia uh, coming up at 3 o'clock. And, uh, you know, Holly will be there. Grant will be there. It's like a party in the afternoon. So stick around. we got lots of stuff. Now let's get right over to those crazy, stupid idiots. Well then, I guess one could say, that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present... C-S-I. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. That's dumb people doing dumb things. And they do it a lot, repeatedly, over and over again. Oftentimes in a state that looks like a big... Florida. And sometimes other places. Like where? Pittsburghy. I don't even know why they put an H in Pittsburgh. Just to really mess with people's brains. Because, you know, usually when it has a GH, it's just like a, it's just silent, right? So, like, should it be you Pittsburgh? You know, we should just start calling it Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Okay, in Pittsburgh, I want to take you today to a place called Bloomfield, uh, which must be like a suburban area uh, or an ex-urban area, about a man, I want to tell you today, a man who did something to a woman. And this uh, happened in front of the family's home on Wednesday and uh, luckily, everybody's okay, but that was not the case for a while. And it's why it's not only what the person did that earned him crazy, stupid idiot status, but also why the person did the thing that earned him crazy, stupid idiot status. Let's start with what he did. Remember, I said a man and a woman in front and of he their did home. something to her. Oh, he put a lit cigarette <laughs> in. 
<laughs> there, no, there was no cities <laughs> in the. Her, her. And, and if you missed uh, that segment, check the podcast. Yeah, I mean, you're missing out, man. Go go listen to that. That's an award-winning program. There's a reason they give us awards. Okay, <laughs> no, according to a criminal complaint, uh, a lady... Well, I'm not going to tell you why. I t- said I was going to tell you what first. So what had happened was you got a guy and a grandma. Not the grandma, oh. the guy, but like just in life. Just, oh, a grandma. grandma. Okay. And the guy threw something at the grandma. Rude. Want to guess what he threw? Um. Oh, her dentures. No, that that's a good guess, I guess, because grandma. Sure. Think about this season we're in. A pumpkin spice latte. Close. A pumpkin. A pumpkin. Yes. So, forty-year-old Jamie Gazi's uh, has been charged with aggravated assault after throwing a pumpkin at the head oh, of a grandma. That's terrible. In Pittsburgh's Bloomfield neighborhood. Now, why would you throw a pumpkin at Grandma? Yeah, right? Right? Unless it was That's like a I'm pumpkin to tossing contest. Well, I think throwing... And, yeah, a, or, or like you were playing catch with a pumpkin. Yeah. But it doesn't feel like she caught it. Or maybe you were like in a, you know, a carriage headed mm-hmm. from the ball. It was midnight. Yes. And suddenly and it, it turned into a pumpkin and exactly. it went flying into the head of Grandma. No. Exactly. None of these things happened, but... Apparently, according to the criminal complaint, the victim was picking up her grandson at a nearby home. I'm going to pick up my grandson, so I'm going to park my car right here. Well, where she parked her car Mm -mm. led to a pumpkin in her head. Did she, like, did she accidentally kind of cover up his driveway or something? Apparently, she was uh, headed, she was, like, headed to park. And in the process of parking in this one particular uh, area, she apparently, according to the family, uh, almost hit them. Okay. Like, so they were like, that lady almost hit us. So they began screaming at her, claiming she'd almost hit them and should have parked elsewhere. Now, I guess she had parked in an area that was like in front of his property. So this guy felt very protective of like mm-hmm. in front of his house, like you can't park in front of my house and you almost kill us all. So he did the next best thing and cracked a gourd upside her head. Oh my gosh. Actually, I oh, my gourd. <laughs> oh my gourd. <laughs> oh my gourd. Please write that down. Um, no, he allegedly hurled a white pumpkin at the vehicle, uh, but it must have bounced off. Of the vehicle and almost no. Then there was a second pumpkin, which um no, it hit her in the face. Oh my god, it just gets worse. That's so sad. I thought he just threw the pumpkin at her head. No, like, it hit her in the head. It hit her in the head. She he wears didn't glasses. Say catch. Knocked her glasses into her nose, causing grandma to get a cut. Oh, that's awful. She was shaking, holding her face, and the oh, man just threw a pumpkin at her. He threw a pumpkin at her. She said, "Call nine one one." And what did he have to say for himself? He said she almost ran over my family and shouldn't have parked in the front yard. So, okay. Second question, yeah. but he didn't. She didn't run over. It's not even a question. It's a statement. She didn't run over his family. Correct. So words would do. Yeah. In that moment, like watch where you're going, Grandma. Ma'am, you almost ran over my family. Pumpkins can stay out of it. Yeah. Never hurl <clears throat> pumpkins at people. No. People are pumpkins too. True. Where are we going next? Um, that was where? Pittsburgh. That was in Pittsburgh, her. We're going to Toronto. Oh, I went there recently. Yeah. 
taken it international. Um, here's what happened. So a guy was in Toronto on Wednesday and he was stopped at a red light. And I've done this before. Like you're stopped at a red light. You're like, I could conduct some business in this moment. Right. Okay. So that's when you take the time to like, I don't know. Sometimes I like pick up things that need to be thrown away in my car or like maybe I use that moment to dial the phone so I can quick call somebody. You're at a red light. Right. You think, okay, I got a second to do something. Yeah. Put on lipstick, check, you know, pluck a hair, whatever. Yeah, pick a nose. Pick a nose. Well, this guy was like, I got some time here. I'm going to take care of something. So he took both of his hands and he put them on his instrument and he began to play. And then when the light Wait, turned what? green, you heard me. When the light turned green, he continued to use both hands to play his instrument. And Ew. it not that instrument, Bradley. No. Oh, so it he was wasn't his, polishing his silverware? No, no. It was a flute. He was legitimately playing a flute while he was stopped oh, at a red not light. Like a skin for... No, not that, not that kind. Okay. Um he was but the problem was he was right next to some cops and the cops watched him stop at the red light take out his flute and start playing and then drive off while still playing his flute. That is so weird. He also was listening to his iPod and playing along with it. So he was like trying to be part of the band. The cops pulled him over um, and they gave him a ticket and told him not to practice his flute and drive ever again. Thank you. Do not practice instruments of any kind while behind... (laughs) Uh, a w- the wheel of a vehicle, right? Yes, and keep unless keep you're both the hands on the wheel and not on your instrument. And you're trying to you get the rats out of uh, the medieval town. It's true. What town was that? That's a great question. Pied Piper uh, of Hamelin. Hamelin, that's right. Harry mm-hmm. Hamelin. Yes. Okay, that was where again. Toronto. Oh, yes. Well, now I would like to take us to another location. Not I've not that place. I want to take okay. you to Steve Patterson, New Jersey. Oh, Steve Patterson, New Jersey. Yeah. And I would like... It has nothing to do with Steve Patterson. You know, that's where Donna's from. Patterson, New Jersey? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. No, but she is actually from New Jersey. I don't no, know. I know she she's from Patterson. New Jersey, but I thought you were saying she was from Patterson. I, thought I that don't would know. Be hilarious. <laughs> They're on earlier, you guys. So if you don't know the Donna and Steve, that's funny. Um, Okay, now, (laughs) I want to take you to Patterson, New Jersey, and I want to tell you about a guy who was arrested after something happened. It's the something that earned him crazy, stupid idiot status. He chucked a pumpkin at an old lady. No, we did that already. Okay. Okay. I want to tell you about a guy who, uh, an Amazon delivery driver. Now, he did a thing that Amazon... Delivery drivers usually do, which was drive to a place in his Amazon truck, mm-hmm. stop, get out, leave a package, get back in his car, drive to another place, get out, drop off a package, repeat, right? This is a thing it's that happens. Basically what they do all day. All day long, right? Yeah. Well, at one point, um, the delivery driver parks his car near something called Straight Street, I don't know where that is, and Fulton Street in Patterson, New Jersey, when mm-hmm. a nefarious subject approached. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. And it's what he did next that almost earned him crazy, stupid idiot status. Okay. Do I need to know more about the nefarious subject? No, you just need to know he approached the Amazon driver and did something. Okay. And it's what the Amazon driver. Oh, did he try to drive him, drive over him? No, he tried to car Jack, the Amazon driver. Oh, the nefarious subject did. Yeah, so he pushed the Amazon driver into the uh, delivery vehicle, like, get in there, and then hopped on board. So he basically pushed the guy into the package area, not in the package area, you know what I mean, Mm -hmm. but in the uh, package area of the truck, pushed him in, jumped behind the wheel, and sped off with the Amazon driver, you know, in the back of the truck going, oh, God, this guy stole my car, right? But... He can't do anything. He can't do it because he's in the package area. Yeah, because he's in the package area. So at one point, that's when you got to MacGyver some stuff. You got to start opening up those packages and (laughs) and seeing what's in there. Seeing what's in there so you can make something out of it. What is this weird claw thing from (laughs) goop.com? Well, he noticed apparently at one point. So first he tries to jump out of the moving vehicle, doesn't work. So he's in there, you know, rolling around as the guy's like, and then he sees cops. Uh, at one point as they're driving by and he starts flagging down from the back of the van. Smart. You know, like, help me, help me, help me. So they start following him and then the guy's like, oh no, now the cops are on me. So they're on his tail and he takes off and he's speeding through town and there's a full out race at this point between this like uh, hot ambulance truck. What? Hot Amazon truck. Amazon. (laughs) Not ambulance truck. Hot Amazon truck. And police officers got the cherries blazing. And they're, you know, going through town. Wee-oo, wee-oo, (laughs) wee-oo. And the guy in the back of the truck just, like, flying back and forth. Oh, blumping into boxes. This is for sure a scene in a movie. (laughs) Yeah, right? Then the guy turns to try to lose the cops, right? Like, quick turn. You've seen this a hundred million times. Tries to make a quick turn onto the train tracks. Oh, no. Because he's going to lose him on the train tracks. Let me guess. Yeah. Because I lived in constant fear of this because I learned all about it in driver's ed. What do you do if your car stalls on the train tracks? Is that what happened? Did it stall on the train tracks? And was there a train coming? No. So, (laughs) well, you know, let's pretend there was a train coming, but that didn't really uh, matter because during the pursuit, the truck turns onto railroad tracks and does what cars do on railroad tracks. It gets stuck. Mm-hmm. Like you can't drive on railroad tracks when you're in a car because that's for yeah. railroad cars, you ding-a-ling. So the car is now driving on the railroad tracks, gets stuck, and of course the police roll up. Excuse me, sir. You're not supposed to be driving this thing. They take the guy into custody. The Amazon driver wipes his brow and says, phew, thanks, you guys. You saved the day. And then he goes about finishing all his deliveries and everybody and gets everybody their packages on time. everybody got their packages. And we lived happily <laughs> ever after. Yay! Wow. Yeah, that, was a, that was a journey. Charges are pending against a subject, but the delivery driver was unharmed. Thank God. All right. That was a story and a half. When we come back... It's time for our favorite game of the day, the throwback live.